The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Mobile Market. Marketing Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing what you need to know to optimize your mobile SEO efforts for max impact. Joining us for Mobile Marketing Week is Cindy Crum, who is the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie, which is a mobile-centric set of tools and APIs that help SEOs gain better insights into their mobile experiences. And today, Cindy and I are going to discuss the changes in the mobile landscape and whether you should still be moving towards a mobile-first SEO strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's the first installment of Mobile Marketing Week with our friend Cindy Crum from Mobile Moxie. Cindy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you. Excited to have you back here. I know it's crazy times in the world and uh, appreciate you making some time to talk to us about Everything that's happening in your world, specifically looking at the small screen, first and foremost, everybody healthy and happy at home. You hanging in there? Healthy and happy. And I've got nothing but time for you at this point. That's the beauty of not having children. There is no one screaming in the background in your house except for a apparently a 20-year-old cat. But hey, look, <laughs> we're all getting a little lonely and uh, maybe we need a little extra guest on this show. Uh, okay. All right. On that note, maybe we should talk about SEO, not cats. It's been a year since you and I connected and did the first edition of Mobile Marketing Week on the Voices of Search podcast. To catch me up on what has changed in the mobile world, are we still prioritizing the small screen? Yeah, absolutely. Mobile is still growing and Google has said that they're almost done rolling out mobile first indexing. So just about everyone is in there nearly around the world. So that's really good. 
and Google continues to alter and test the way they're showing results. And it seems like they're doing more altering and testing on mobile first. They're kind of living by their own rules and doing the mobile first thing as well. So we're seeing a lot more space getting taken up by non-traditional rankings and users love it and SEOs are not in love with it. That's the story. So it's a mobile first world still. I think the last time we talked, it was 60-40 mobile searches versus desktop searches. Just in terms of volume, how big is mobile now? Have we seen an increase in mobile traffic? Is it static? What's what's the lay of the land just in terms of sort of market share? Yeah, it's still increasing, not at the same rapid pace that it was. But also, as you recall, like mobile search was not just trading off with desktop, but it was additive. So the total number of searches was going up and the total number of mobile searches as a proportion of total searches was also going up. And that continues at a slightly less speedy rate, but it's still happening. And of course, now that we're all stuck home and lots of people are unfortunately unemployed, I think that we might see a bump in mobile traffic and some changes in the keyword landscape as people adjust to this new reality. So we're going to put a little bit of a pin in that because we're going to talk about some of the lifestyle changes that are happening tomorrow. Okay. As we think about the landscape, you mentioned that, and to use a COVID-19 metaphor, the mobile curve is flattening a little where you're seeing a softness and sort of the growth rate of mobile searches. Does that mean that proportionally people are searching more on the desktop or just the total searches are slowing? Let's see. I honestly don't know the answer to that question because the only one who's really reporting on stuff like that is Google at this point. We've lost some of our major reporting outlets in the past couple of months. So Google self-reporting and they don't like to provide details. What were the data sources that we lost? Uh, Jumpshot was acquired. What happened? They stopped producing data. Interesting. Okay. So we saw a little bit of a change in the data availability landscape. It's a little cloudy in terms of why there's a change in the landscape in terms of volume of searches. Mobile seems to be slowing slightly, but still growing, still bigger than desktop. When we think about the rest of the landscape in terms of user interface, in terms of what's happening with SEO, what else has been hot and changing in the last 365 days? Well, people like to make fun of voice search, but I do think that voice search is becoming more mainstream and changing the way we think about things. And I think that some people are thinking of voice search too literally, too much like an SEO might, where they're thinking of a person yelling a keyword at their phone or something like that. And that's not how Google thinks of it. Google thinks of voice search as any kind of voice interaction with any kind of IoT digital assistant or voice-enabled thermostat, doorbell, security system, whatever. We're counting all of that as search. Yeah. The voice-enabled dog feeder, Google's counting that in their volume of searches. They are. As we think about how voice search is actually impacting mobility, right? Maybe you're talking to your phone. Maybe you're walking by a Google Home and a Schmexa. Hopefully, we're not setting off everybody's home speaker or a Siri. Are you seeing changes in usability? Are you seeing changes in how people are using this? And then also on the screen side with mobile, have we seen a change in user experience there? 
I'll start with the last question. I do think we're seeing a change with user experience on the screen side because there is more interactivity in the search result from the screen and just the ability to move things from one device to another is easier. It's becoming much more common to search for something on your phone and then just cast it to your TV using the phone like a remote. If you're in a connected home, that's kind of second nature in a lot of homes now. So I think that's true. But I want to go back to voice search because I have kind of an example that I like to share to remind people that thinking of voice search in a more broad way is useful. And that is, do you have a voice-enabled remote at your house for your TV? Do do I? I mean, I use my phone and i one of the very few people who use a HomePod. A HomePod. Okay. So now that most of the TV providers are allowing for voice remotes, so you can click the voice button on your TV remote and say CNN or find sports Mm -hmm. or whatever, even though there's no sports right now. For me, it's probably blippy on YouTube. I have a three-year-old. Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So those kinds of things where you're allowed to submit a voice query through your remote, I think that, in a very broad sense, is a competitor to Google because if I can search with my cable provider what they already have, that means I've probably already paid for it and it's either finding the channel I want, the specific show or recording that I want, or it's digging into its my archive DVR stuff to find stuff mm-hmm. that I want to watch as a search query that's not going through Google. And yes, you can do it through Google and you can search for stuff to watch and then cast it, or you can just search with your remote. But if you think about how cell phones changed the way our brains worked when we first got them, the first thing that happened with cell phones is everyone forgot all of the phone numbers that they used to be able to rattle off as a kid. You knew all your best friend's phone numbers by heart, and now you probably don't. And I think that's already happening with voice remotes where you used to know what channel, what numeric channel everything was. And now you just don't. You just search for CNN and it goes there or whatever you want to watch. And we've lost the tie to the number because the machine disambiguates it for us. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, the more that you're talking about this, the realization for me as we talk about mobility, it is not just my cell phone. It is the connected devices. It's not just Google Home and a Schmexa. It's also the connected TVs, the thermostats. It's any other device where you're not facing a screen. And in the last year, there's been a proliferation in some of the usability of the non-connected speakers. And we're thinking about mobility in terms of what's happening on your television, right? How you're controlling your home as well. It's more of an ecosystem and the mobile phone may be the nexus or maybe the control panel for it. Because remember, you still have to set up your Schmexa on your phone, right? And you still have to approve things for a a Google Home from the phone usually. Mm -hmm. And so the way we think of mobility is more of an ecosystem rather than just the one device. And I think that fits well with Google's micro moments, which I know many people laugh at, and I did too. But I think it's proving itself out. The Google micro moments are, I want to go, I want to know, I want to see, I want to do, I want to buy. And so when you want to do something, those I think are the actions that pass one thing to another Mm -hmm. that work in the ecosystem that are less of a query and more of a command. So as we think about the changes in mobility being more of that ecosystem that you mentioned, getting into Google's moments, there was also sort of on the broad SEO landscape, the introduction of the BERT update, which my understanding is Google's increasing its ability to do natural language processing. And I think of this to simplify it more as Google isn't looking at the domain anymore. They're not looking at the page. They're looking at not only the piece of content, but fragments within the content. How is Google's ability to understand and process language naturally affecting mobility? So the natural language processing is becoming a big deal. And I can tell you that we are actually using the natural language API as part of SEO strategy, where when we have new copy or content that's going to go on the site, we'll put it in to the tool to make sure that it's being parsed correctly, that Google is finding all of the entities that we want it to, or at least it's not finding the wrong entities. And we've actually seen with some clients in kind of a limited scope that when we changed text on a page, they went from not in the top 100 to position 27, which isn't perfect, but it's certainly better than over 100 in less than a week. And it was just by modifying, not major modifications, not major additions, just tweaking the text and the way Google was processing it, where we knew from the API, Google understood it, where previously when we put it in, Google hadn't understood it. So when I look back at the broad landscape, mobility is still very important, still bigger than desktop, still picking up market share, but slowing. Mobility is not specifically just your cell phone, but it's also all of the connected devices. And Google is starting to understand individual fragments of content, which means that they're able to pull the right content into a mobile experience. Are there any other important or seismic changes in the mobile landscape that we've seen in the last year or that we're seeing for SEOs getting their content to Google in the right place at the right time? Well, so two things. One of them I think that you're hinting at, but the other one I want to talk about first. 
something else that's happening that is not monumental or earth-shattering yet, but I think has the potential to be, is the recent searches, Google's awareness of your history. So for instance, yesterday I was doing some testing and I searched for such and so rental car. And I was actually searching for rental car in London. Not that I'm going to travel. It was just a test. And then my next search was Frankfurt Airport. Okay. So these are semi-related concepts, but not obviously related, right? Or not super tightly related, very different businesses and industries. But when I searched for Frankfurt Airport, because my previous query had been London rental car, it at the top above all of the search results said, are you looking for a rental car at Frankfurt Airport? Yeah. It's funny. I went through an experience, unfortunately, a couple of months ago. I was having gallbladder pain. And, and every day I was Googling, how do you know when gallbladder pain is serious? Should you go to the hospital? What does it cost to have gallbladder surgery? And I swear I was just waiting for Google to be like, dude, go to the freaking hospital already. Because all my searches were obviously indicating that I was having a severe medical issue. Everybody, I'm okay. Thanks for asking. But you know, you, people are constantly giving signals that are trends or themes about what their interests are, and they don't all just happen in one search. So Google essentially is starting to have the ability to do cluster searches and provide you with right information based on what your previous searches were as well. Yes, cluster, but also, so your searches are all in one theme, minor in two related themes. And so the language processing is important there because they have to know that People who fly to an airport often need a rental car. Sure. So maybe the example for me is constantly looking up things related to the gallbladder and then very shortly thereafter looking for directions to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that is interesting. And Google has been adamant here and there that they really don't personalize, but that's clearly personalization, right? The suggested, did you mean... You want a rental car at the Frankfurt airport. That's personalization. That's based on the last query I submit. Okay. And so what Google has said in the past year, I would say, Danny Sullivan tweeted pretty specifically that Google doesn't personalize search results. They only localize search results. And my response then is, well, hyper-localization is almost as good as personalization if I know that the same device is always from the same location when I'm searching at home, then that's almost as good as knowing who I am. So hyper-localization is, I think, already happening in searches in some cases, at least block by block when you're searching for a local-oriented query. But with the remembering recent searches, then that's clearly personalization. So I think that they might need to update their messaging there. Yeah. Hyper-localization, obviously very mobile-specific. It sounds like my takeaway here is that this wasn't a drastic landscape shift for mobile optimization in SEO, but we are continuing to see the idea and the notion of mobility changing beyond just not only the smartphone, but seeing Google's natural language processing and understanding of the actual user experience all congealing into one more customized and coherent experience. 
Yeah. So subtle directional shifts more than earthquakes. Like we're talking tremors more than earthquakes. It's the beginning of the next big thing. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about the next big thing, something that's I'm pretty sure on everybody's mind these days with the impact of coronavirus and COVID-19 is having on mobility in our next episode. So we're going to break up our mobile landscape episode into two parts here. We wanted to talk specifically about mobility first. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about the impact that the coronavirus has on mobility and whether we're seeing changes in the landscape more recently. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Cindy Crum, CEO of Mobile Moxie. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Cindy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Mobile Moxie, M-O-B-I-L-E-M-O-X-I-E. Or you could visit her company's website, which is MobileMoxie.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link on our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Cindy Crum, CEO of Mobile Moxie, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back in your feed tomorrow when Cindy and I discuss how COVID-19 is impacting our use of mobile. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. (laughs) 